0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Between the Lines, and check out our new show, Just Between Us, every week on our YouTube channel. And please, become a patron at barrykibrick.com to help us continue our mission. It's one thing to know about the power of the mind, but to put that will into action is the most difficult thing for most of us. Welcome, I'm Barry Kibrick, and my guest, Theo Wilson, is an expert at doing just that. With his book, The Law of Action, he inspires us all to take that next crucial step. Theo, you know, I I caught you on a TED Talk, and as I... Told everybody out here, once I did, I had to start reading every one of your books. Yo. You you grabbed me, and I'm so glad you're here on Between the Lines.
1: Barry, it is great to be here. And I'm flattered that like I could come and share my book with you in this space, so yeah.
0: Well, let's start sharing your book with us. And the yeah. thing that caught my attention first was when you said, nothing in existence is fair. <laughs> you either take action or
1: action takes you. That's uh, that's. Pretty close. That's when I was studying the spiritual texts, this law of action, uh, uh, the law of attraction. You remember the secret dropped in like two thousand and six, and everybody was talking about that. There was a missing component I felt, and it was the component that I grew up with, and that's the violence component. There's this thing that happens in certain spaces where unpredictable acts of aggression happen. Regardless of what you were trying to attract or what you were trying to focus on, or what you were trying to bring into your awareness, what is that? What is the force behind that? And so I started asking myself, is there a spiritual component to that, too? And when I started to discover it, that's why I had to write the book, because I felt a few things in the secret community were out of context. Well, you, you even actually say that evil itself. Is it
0: almost a misdirected instinct. Yeah. And, and I thought that was interesting because we don't... And By the way, you're not giving slack to evil in mm. any way. No. I want to make sure about yeah. that. Not, not you know, you're, very, you're not one of these moral relativists. You know mm-hmm. that there's bad and, and good, is good yeah. but
1: is it just a misdirection? And that was an interesting way of, of looking at it. I think that human beings often forget that we are the apex predator of the planet, we are more bad than the, than the saber-toothed tiger, than the tyrannosaurus rex, the shark, the wolf, the lion, the killer whale, you name it. We are more dominant than all of those predators. So what happens when human beings have these big brains and we can't tame our predatory instincts? We find other things to prey upon rather than the physical being of somebody else and some people, the actual bodies of people, right? This predatory instinct is the basis of what we call evil and, You're right. I give it no slack. I understand that there is a huge amount of good that gets lost when we don't check that instinct. But if we contextualize it correctly and remove it, not permanently, but temporarily from the moral framework of right and wrong, good and bad, and see what's driving us neurologically, I think we'll have a better chance at creating a more harmonious world once that instinct is in check. I want to read a line directly
0: from your book because I thought that... when. I believe this always but never heard it expressed this way. The possible takes precedence over the proper. Now, we know that that's not what should necessarily we know that's do not what should we happen. want the proper yeah. to take but in the
1: real world, the real world. that is what yeah. often happens. It does. Man, listen, um, I I heard a comedian once remark how insane it is that human beings like got out of the food chain, right? We don't have to run something down every single time we want breakfast, lunch, or dinner, right? But that happens all over the planet. And as far as we know, all over the universe, right? So we evolved in that context, right? Where what's the point of like legs if there's not something to run after or from? You know what I mean? Like what's the point of any part of evolution at all? The threat of death, the threat of predation is always there. And unfortunately, it's what drives this whole thing. Now let's put that in context because violence has its place, but only to create balance in the universe. I'm not talking about human affairs. I'm talking about the universe. Now we get to put in context what's going on in our world in terms of the things that we don't find that pleasant. That's why I had to address it in the very first chapter. The very first chapter addresses violence. And then we get to build on the other floor, uh, flowery stuff, you know what I mean? Well,
0: it is, na- because fear, the yeah. natural instinct, is. that is to either fight or to flight. Yeah, yeah, and, and, exactly. you know, and, and so it, it has to be the first thing yeah. that is addressed in, in, in everything we do. And, you know, but you say, and this is what I think is profound, is everything's always in motion. The universe is always in motion. Correct. Therefore, no matter where we are, in our mm-hmm. mental state, in our physical state, yeah. we too mm-hmm. can always be in motion and mm-hmm. always move yeah. in whatever
1: direction. Hopefully, as mm-hmm. again, we go back to the proper, not yeah. just
0: the possible.
1: Yeah. You know, um, Albert Einstein said uh, one of the, and I'm paraphrasing here, one of the most important decisions that you have to make is whether you live in a helpful or a harmful universe. Now, we just started talking about all the harmful things, right? But as I said, it's there to coordinate a balance. And so I say that it's working for my highest good. All of this motion that's constantly going on, how can I use what's going on? How can I use the momentum of the events of the world to my advantage? And I think that's part of what me practicing that got me in front of you here today. Well, you I think and if, t- correct me if I'm wrong, but the words
0: you use to describe that is perhaps life itself mm. is the biggest echo chamber we know. Yeah. But the problem is when we're giving mm. out mm. that echo, as Tom Petty says, the waiting may be the hardest part. Yeah.
1: It doesn't always mm. come back at the rate we want it to. Exactly. And that's the OK. So then that that's the chapter that talks about karma. Everybody's like what goes around comes around. True, but the world we live in, there's a delayed effect. You can put something out and you never know when it's gonna cycle back into your world. I know so many cats that was into street life that literally had to keep on creating new things in their lives to out sustain the echoes that their former life had already made. If they could not do that, They were often consumed by a former echo, i.e., an event that they set in motion many, many years ago that they could not overcome.
0: You don't have to be in the street, brother. I'm telling you, it's happened to me yesterday. Right, right. Literally, I... fell off the wagon, so to speak. I'm not talking about uh, the drinking wagon or anything like that, but I was waiting and waiting and Mm. waiting, and you you get impatient. That is the nature Mm -hmm. of our humanity as well, is we are an impatient group. We are an
1: impatient species. Correct. And so, now you have to figure out, okay, that's where that faith is this working in my favor, in my highest favor, not in my most petty favor, meaning the things that I'm invested in that may not necessarily be the best for me either and also could cause harm to other people. The grand scheme of things may be conspiring against that. But if I'm at my best and if I'm aligned with that, then if it's not happening in the time that I want it to, I have to trust it's going to happen in the time that it has to. Uh, if... Theo, if I could only trust that trust, (laughs) I understand. I mean, it's uh,
0: it's really the it's the hardest thing for me personally to do. it it just Mm. is. But you know, you gave me a lesson that I think helped me out even in my distraught moment, and Mm. it was when you say that the universe Mm. isn't
1: out to get you; Mm. it is out to teach you. It's out to teach you. Think about this. Um, if the universe wanted you dead, you'd be dead, brother. You're not big enough. You're not strong enough. None of us are. You see what I'm saying? Um, and I know that I'm not on the same level this dude in terms of education, but when Neil deGrasse Tyson, he talks about how, and I, I, I quote him in the beginning of, of the book, saying there's all this stuff in the universe, these asteroids that are colliding against planets, you know what I mean? And all this stuff that can destroy us at any moment. So my question was, well, why doesn't it? because all of the things that support life as well were also floating in the vacuum of space and coalesced at anywheresville universe and came together as the Earth. And we could not sustain our lives if it didn't want us alive. And that is something that I have to remind myself of in that moment, too. So I understand that it is uh, that, that it is a balance. Now, since we are sentient, we figure out how to wield the most pertinent habits of the universe to our favor, and hopefully to benefit everybody else. Habit.
0: Yeah, uh, You just brought it up, yeah. and that's where I yeah. wanted to go next. Yeah. Because as, as, as we said, developing mm-hmm. that patience is very difficult, yeah. but you let us know, and I've experienced this myself, so mm-hmm. this is, uh, should we say once you say it, and I agree, it's proof then? Yeah, 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 total proof. <laughs> and, and I had Neil on the show, and yeah. he said the same thing too, oh, so really, we're awesome. okay. Nice. Anyway, uh, it is, developing that patience when you can finally make it a habit, mm-hmm. almost takes the willpower you need away. You're yeah. almost able to relax because mm. you're no longer forcing it. Yeah. It's now part of your nature. And you seem to think that when that happens, mm-hmm. that's when things can go much smoother.
1: I'm telling you, man, like everybody says, and I mean, you know, I'm, I'm into fitness. You know what I mean? And everybody's like, it takes so much willpower. It don't. It just takes enough willpower to start, to set the habit forth. And once you set the habit forth, you feel bad if you don't do it. Like you feel weird, like, oh my God, like like your muscles are screaming, why do I look like this, right? So you have to say, okay, I'm gonna exert just enough to make this a part of my life consistently, and then this becomes the flow of my life. And I think that that's one of the things that's beautiful about human beings. We're so complex. We're we're in, in fact too complex. But the fact that we have the ability to set habits both good and bad, can be our greatest harm, our greatest help that comes from within us. I I love the Japanese term,
0: the Kaizen way, because that means small steps. And Mm -hmm. you parallel that when you say Mm -hmm. these, and and I think this has to hold true when you're you're developing your habit. Decisions are not made by one, I mean, destinies, I'm sorry, are not, I want to use your words exactly. Destinies are made not by one big decision, Mm -hmm. but by many small choices on a daily basis. And what better way? to develop a good habit, because we do want to Mm. specify what type of
1: habit, than that. Yeah. You know what, brother? Um, It's been such an insanely up and down journey, even to get here. Like, I can't even believe I'm here. Like, I'm, 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 I'm kind of bugging about this a little bit, because in order to write The Law of Action, the book, I had to practice it. Writing the book itself had to become something that was second nature to me. And I talk about like sacrificing things I like to do. I like to go out, you know what I'm saying? I was at the club, I sing, I'm doing karaoke all the time, right? And I said, okay, what am I not doing while I'm doing this? Is my book coming into fruition any faster? And so, by literally practicing what was in the book, the book got written. Like, once I found the law of action, it literally made itself a reality to the point where I'm like here. And there was a the thing in my brain like a year ago, you know?
0: Well, we, you, I, I'm going to have to still. Again, you're here because I love the way you talk. So I Thank also you. love the way you write. Thank you. And here I think is something that so many people today forget. And I know that's why you wrote this. Is your passion rooted in a desire to be
1: worshiped or a desire to serve? Yeah. Listen, man. <laughs> I'm an actor. I have been trained as an actor. I got my degree in theater performance. And I said, "I right, am I here because I want adoring fans like falling at my feet and autographs and a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? All of that is awesome if that's what you want. But be honest with yourself about it, though. Tell yourself the truth. That's what I want. I want the adoring fans. That's different than being excellent. That's different than being so committed to the craft, you don't care if you ever get an Oscar in your life. I've met actors like that who are just knee deep dug in to the craft of creating characters and bringing them to life. And to them, they are the stars. To me, they are the stars. Because those are the people who are true to what it was all about in the beginning. So yeah, just be honest with yourself about what you're doing. Because if you're doing it to serve, you're probably going to be doing it better than the person who just wants worship from it. Well, that's why you say these
0: words, forms don't last, but the consequences do. Yeah. So if you are doing it to serve mm. and mm. not be worshipped, that's yeah. the consequence yeah. that you want to occur if you're doing it for that other negative. And, yeah. and again, I don't need to get into all the theological reasoning yeah. behind yeah. it, but you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're misdirecting your own good yeah. energy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um. You know... What makes the most sense to me is that you're always in touch with the fact that you're gonna die. Like, and I had a season in my life where I had to bury 14 friends and family members. 14 friends and family members. And one thing that comes to you, you go through, you go to enough funerals, you realize that yours is a coming. It's gonna come. So now that it's going to be here, your form will not last. But the things that you do impactfully will, they will reverberate. And I mean, we're talking about mathematically, the butterfly effect. It's scientifically proven. It will reverberate out into infinity. So how about you leave something behind? How about you leave this place a little bit better than you found it in the best way that you can? Because you never, like, I swear to goodness, there's so many examples of this. I, I try to lay it out there. You never know when that seed that you put on the wind will land and create something that you never believed possible, you have to make sure that you put it out there to serve other people first, though.
0: I know, but we go back, Theo, to yeah, that yeah. patience again. And and that's what... <laughs> you're, you're smiling because I'm you, saying because I because still it's, struggle it's, with say, it. Am I right? Everyone I, I does. I still struggle, yeah. We, you know, and we sit there, and we know we're planting these seeds. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if you were... Hopefully, at least, we're planting... Well, yeah. you know, you say something in the book, and I'm going to have to paraphrase because I don't want try to try to even find it, but no matter what we're doing we yeah. are here and we but just by our being here yeah. our yeah. existence yeah. makes
1: existence. Yeah, exactly, man. L- look, life in terms of like existence itself is like this crazy gift. It is a roller coaster ride and it's it's one of those things where you start to realize that, okay, if I don't take this seriously, I'm gonna waste it. I don't wanna waste it. Like that was the most salient thing from all those funerals sitting in. I don't want to waste it. If I can be of service, then if I get accolades and praise and stuff like that, that's fine, I guess. But, you know, a wise man said, if you believe the accolades, you got to believe the critics, too. You know what I mean? No way We can't go there. I've read too many of my YouTube comments. There's just
0: no way we can go there.
1: (laughs) I seldomly believe either. I just look at The effect that I cause, you know, what I'm saying, because there's people who worship me. There's people who hate me like like if if you ain't doing me immediately like damage. I don't care. I just want to make sure I make somebody better along the way. Well, that's why if I could be bold enough to say the key
0: to this whole book is what you call character. Character is the
1: foundation. This principle is all built on. And that's something that we always going to be working through, brother. You know, what I'm saying Um, me realizing that I write that and realizing now that I'm also held to that standard. There, So I always turn inward first. Right. But at some point, you got to be who you say you are, at least at some level. Like when you buy Froot Loops, there's got to be Froot Loops there. Like if you say that you're this and the third, like, eventually you have to be that or else everything begins to break down. Everything begins to dissolve. And I think that one of the crazy things about the human brain is that we're so clever. We find shortcuts around every good thing that could be here for us. And when we do that, like we lose something in that. And and I'm telling you, like like I said, not a finished product with that. But the times that I've been true to that principle, my life is elevated. And I think that we lose that. Uh, and the principle
0: is different because when you, you know, it's what was the great waiting for Godot. That's yeah. what you're doing. Otherwise, you could yeah. sit there and think yeah. the, the universe yeah. is just going to come to you. That, and by the yeah. way, may grace it ha- yeah. happen. You know, bless it, b- it be. It yeah. could. Yeah. But if you're just going to be waiting there and not yeah. taking action, yeah. you know, as as the the classic line, luck is the residue of design, mm-hmm. and design yeah. is
1: action. But the thing about it is that. It's got to work everywhere on earth. Will your spiritual principles work also like in the Congo? Will your spiritual principles also work like in Juarez? Like will they work in Bangladesh? You know what I'm saying? Will they work in the slums? What works there? And I said that a lot of this stuff I don't feel would work there because you have, for example, the desire to attract a shiny red bike. Well, that's fine when you got Walmart. Where's the Walmart over there, brother? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What would work over there? The elbow grease principle, you know what I mean? And what that elbow grease principle makes of you, what does it make of you when you apply it? The strength that comes from be, being that, because once somebody conquers, I met people, for example, from Sudan who survived some war zones, right? When they come to America, They've got this strong personality, this joy, this exuberance, this strength of character that propels them past any obstacle that could ruin any American's day because they developed that in the cauldron of oppression over there, and they brought it over here and shined. Now, it's- you said develop,
0: and I want to pull yeah. up one of your, 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 your quotes again. Yeah, man. Because developing the habit of true introspection, yeah. healthy self-questioning mm-hmm. is the way that that happens. Yeah. But this is what I always like to warn my viewers, and I, I, I pray that you will agree. Okay. When we do go inward yeah. and when we go through self-introspection, mm-hmm. the thing I sometimes fear is I don't want people to, even if they see the negative within them, Mm -hmm. feel bad. I want them to feel, not that they shouldn't change it, Mm -hmm. but with kindness to the self. And everything I hear you talk, and when I say on on the TED Talks of all your books, Mm -hmm. you seem to believe that you must look inward, but with at least a sense of kindness to yourself.
1: Yeah, to some level, you got to cut yourself a break, man. Like a lot of us went through some trauma. A lot of us got hurt by like a parental figure. You know, a lot of us got hurt early on in our lives and that and that propelled us to act in ways that are not healthy. Right. You will be forced to take responsibility for any of those actions anyway. But what's going to happen is that if you when, when you go introspective, the voice of compassion should also accompany the voice of discernment. So that it's just not the voice of judgment. You know, that inner judge, you know, I dealt with that tremendously. I dealt with that on so many levels. I would cuss myself out. I would talk, boy, if you could hear the things that I said to myself in the the, the privacy of my own mind, when I felt that I had fallen short of of the mark, that's not healthy. But it's the the, the content that you bring from it is often necessary. You just have to balance it. Well, you know, that's where I think when you use the term resistance,
0: you say that it breeds persistence. So we can take that Even that negative talk, if it if it's there, turn it around
1: and and let, as you say, the resistance of it Mm. be the gift. Yeah. So I talk about ancient Egyptian mythology and ancient Egyptian mythology has figures that we might kind of recognize. And one of the figures in ancient Egyptian mythology is Set, who the Hebrews called Seton, who became Satan. Now, Set in the Egyptian context was not the enemy. He was the opponent That's a key distinction because resistance is out there. Destruction is out there. Hard events are out there. But what's the point of a push-up without gravity? What's the point of any uh, boxing match but to just find yourself in a place where you are the best that you possibly can be? So if you understand that the resistance principle is going to be against you no matter what you do, you embrace it when you realize that it's there for you to overcome. And therefore, it shouldn't be denigrated, it shouldn't be talked bad about. It's to be embraced and to be eventually conquered. But also, as
0: you so eloquently put it, whittle away at the unnecessary stuff.
1: Get that out of the way. That's one of the beautiful things about opponents and enemies. That's why it's so necessary to see the world from the perspective of somebody who doesn't like you. You know what I mean, because they're gonna be able to take a lens at you that you can't take at yourself, because you got self-compassion. Let's say they don't like you for real. You know what I mean? Um, Somebody from the opposite side of the uh, of the political spectrum may have a keen insight into a blind spot that you have. And if you don't listen to what their perspective is, you're gonna miss out. And therefore, you won't get better at whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So yeah, the the negative resistance can whittle you down and refine you, but that's also there for your good. So once again, the universe is cooperating for your highest good. I'm gonna tell you something, Theo. Yeah. Almost every lifelong
0: important lesson I learned Came from someone I did not like. Straight <laughs> I know up. I, 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 I Straight am up. not. I am not saying that yeah. I didn't learn from friends. I yeah. didn't learn from family, but the mm-hmm. most deepest parts. Mm-hmm. When I look back, by the mm-hmm. way, not you don't always. This is again the echo. Yeah. You don't always see it right away. Yeah. Some of the people I really didn't find good in or out, yeah. I learned mm-hmm. the most. And it's not even by doing just the opposite mm-hmm. as the old Seinfeld show goes. Exactly. It was that you don't even know sometimes yeah. where
1: wisdom can come from. Yeah, and therefore you can't discriminate of, of the source that it will come from. You know, sometimes we like to denigrate the message because we don't like the messenger. And I'd be like, that's the one that you need to pay attention to. Simply because of the fact that you still in a universe, you are a part of this and so are they. They are a part of this, too. And when you see that that's actually a voice coming from another side of the same universe that you live in, you realize that it ain't even about them to begin with. They could be flawed or, or whatever. But if you can take that and incorporate it, it, that into your own behavior, your own action, your own lifestyle, you win anyway. So you don't really lose anything if you actually go down the road. of uh, Pay attention to what your enemies are saying because they're just there to make you better to begin with. See you
0: I do listen to you for hours when I watch the TED Talks, but <laughs> I could listen to you, but our time is up. So That's all, I, right. That's all I, right, I got to end with these words, though, yeah. and these are your words. If our lives never make the news, whether we live as hermits or heroes, the fact that we took up space and used this planet's resource makes a mark. Thank you, Theo, no for problem, making brother. a mark.
1: Thank you very much my for pleasure. having me on here, man. It's
0: my pleasure, and thank you all for joining us. Now, before Theo leaves... I would like to leave you with these words from the Law of Action. Once we exist, we are an investment of the universe. Your life will leave a mark, large or small. The delay just makes this hard to see at times. I'm Barry Kibrit. Between your marks, large or small, remember you are an investment in the universe and the universe Thank you,
1: Theo. No problem.
0: Hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Lines. And please check out our new show, Just Between Us, every week on our YouTube channel. And think of becoming a patron at barrykibrick.com to help us continue our mission.